It's Tuesday, June 21st, and this is Goodwill Talk Daily. Welcome back to Goodwill Talk Daily, everyone. It's great to be with you today, and uh, we are in 2 Timothy chapter 3, looking at a handful of verses that describe the way that false teachers can attack. And and really what we're considering together is how do we strengthen ourselves? How do we gird ourselves to be able to withstand the attacking of false teachers? There will be those in our congregation. There will be those in our communities. There will be those online particularly. And think about this. We have a lot of access to a lot of different kinds of Christian teaching out there in the world through the Internet. How do we know what is true and what is not? How do we protect ourselves from false teaching? We want to make sure that we are strengthened. We want to make sure that we know how to identify the false teaching or the false teacher specifically. And the way to identify a false teacher is by considering their life, especially the sins that we saw in all of those weeks um, when we were going through the vice list. But not only do we want to be able to identify a false teacher, we want to be able to withstand the false teacher by, by holding on to some fundamental truths, particularly Um, by leaning into the character formation the Holy Spirit is doing in our lives. And so let's look again at 2 Timothy chapter 3, starting in verse 6. For among them are those who creep into households and capture weak women, burdened with sins and led astray by various passions, always learning and never being able to arrive at a knowledge of the truth. Just as Janus and Jambres opposed Moses, so these men also opposed the truth, men corrupted in mind and disqualified regarding the faith. But they will not get very far, for their folly will be plain to all, as was that of those two men. We're looking at at, um, what made the women who were the target of these false teachers, what made them weak? What was the weakness that these false teachers were were trying to exploit? We're going to see that over the next couple of days, but I want to remind you that these are not weaknesses inherent to women. We don't view women as inherently weak. No, there are many strong women. In fact, um, by saying that there are weak women, uh, Paul is implying to Timothy that there are also very strong women in the congregation. But false teachers look for a weakness to exploit. They look for people to exploit. And, and the weakness that is there is not necessarily a character flaw, or, or, or it's not necessarily something inherent to who they are. But we all have weaknesses, and we want to make sure we can identify those weaknesses so that we can strengthen them. The particular weaknesses that these false teachers were exploiting in the church of Ephesus back in the first century, the weaknesses that these women had fallen prey to, were they were burdened with sins and led astray by various passions. There's a third weakness we'll look at tomorrow, but these first two are the ones that I want to identify today. Burdened with sins and led astray by various passions. In fact, as I'm talking, maybe we'll break these into three days. We'll, we'll see. First, we see that they are burdened with sins. And this is something that I think can weaken all of us. We've all committed heinous sin before the Lord. No matter how um, good we are as people, sin is a reality of our lives. Because we are guilty of original sin, born with the effects of original sin, that sin that was committed by Adam in the garden, we now 
have to battle sin every day. And some of us have given in to some pretty terrible things. We've done things to people. People have done things to us. We, we know what it is to regret, to wish we hadn't done something, to feel guilty and shame. The good news of the gospel is that we are freed from that guilt. We are freed from shame, right? It's wiped away. We no longer have to be ashamed of the things that we've been, of, we did in the past because in Christ we are new creations. Even if we have sinned after we came to Christ, even if we've done something terrible since we've come to Christ, we don't have to feel guilt and shame because if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So we don't have to feel the burden of guilt and shame anymore. But how often do we still feel it? How often do we still go there? I know I do. Sometimes I am reminded of things that I've done in the past and the guilt comes over me. Sometimes the shame of the way that I have treated others or the way that I have spoken or the way that I have acted, it washes over me. And what I have to do is remind myself of the good news of Jesus Christ. I have to be ground in the gospel. I have to plant my feet there and say, I am not guilty for Christ has paid the punishment of this sin. I do not need to feel shame anymore for Christ has released me from that shame. We have to be able, we have to be able to live our lives ground in the good news of Jesus Christ. But when we start to allow our minds, our eyes to stray from the gospel, when we lose sight of that central core truth, we are forgiven. When we lose sight of that, then we can become burdened with sins and false teachers know how to exploit us. If you feel that you are guilty, if you feel that you are uh, still in a place of shame because of your sin, hear me now. You are forgiven. You are redeemed. Let it go. God has let it go. Why would you try to hold on to something that God has released? Don't feel that guilt. Don't feel that shame. Christ died for you. He freed you from that burden. Do not be burdened by sin any longer. But instead, receive the forgiveness, the freedom that is available in Christ. He has set you free. For freedom, he has set you free. Do not go back to a burdened guilt in sin. Don't do it. If Christ has set you free, live into it. Know that you are redeemed. Know that those sins have been washed away. That's good news. That's gospel news. And we want to cling to that as true. When we don't, we open ourselves up to being deceived because false teachers will come in and say, actually, you're right. You do have more sin to work off. Why do you think God would love you after all that you've done? Do you see how the lies of the enemies and false teachers are agents of the enemy? Do you see how the lies of the enemy can seep in to your conscience? It is true we are to live lives of repentance continually repenting, right? And, and as we see that there are ripples effects to our sins, we, we repent again. But as we repent, we're releasing, we're continually releasing the guilt, releasing the shame and saying, I don't own this anymore. I am free. I am free. It is one thing to identify how our sins have affected others. It's another thing to re-embrace guilt, to re-embrace shame over and over again. You don't need to do that. 
instead. Be free. Do not be burdened by the guilt of your sin once you have given it over to Jesus Christ. Be free. The freedom that we have in Christ is sweet. And so often we can forget it. But brother and sister Christian, don't forget you have been freed in Christ. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you. We praise you for the freedom that we have in Christ. Our guilt washed away, our shame forgotten. Help us to live in the good news, the freedom that we have in Jesus Christ. Help us to be free from shame. Help us to know that you love us and that we do not need to claim those sins of old anymore. They're gone. Help us, Lord, to move forward. We love you. We thank you for the good news of the gospel. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks for being with me again today here at Goodwill Talk Daily. We'll be back tomorrow for another episode.